Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is Dr. Jamie McMillan-Berry aboard the DSS Amphitrite. This is a transmission of my audio notes for review by the board of the Casita Memorial Research Fund. I think that I've fully adapted to life down here. At least the day-to-day side of things. Apparently this place actually is well-engineered enough that crises are few and far between. And there hasn't been a repeat appearance of the... <clears throat> Kraken. Honestly, other than that noise, I really am starting to enjoy myself here because... Yeah, you screwed this bloody well. Can you please be a little more specific? Well, it looks like when Dr. Barry turned off a heating system last night. Good on you, Dr. Barry, following directions. The pipe froze over. When the heating system came online this morning, the hot water hit the cold pipe, steam was produced, and then the thing went bang. By the way, Dr. Barry, the wet shirt's a good look on you. I... It's Macmillanberry. This shouldn't have happened. The piping is supposed to be insulated against this kind of problem. I can't imagine that a pipe would just suddenly burst. Well, I'd imagine that this is something of a recurring problem. The heating of the frozen pipe probably happens pretty much every day, and today was just the straw that broke the camel's back. You didn't do anything wrong, Dr. Macmillan. Thanks. So glad to hear it. Can you get this fixed, Jack? I can patch it up for now, but you'll need to requisition a replacement pipe or else this is going to be happening constantly. Dr. McMillan being wet isn't necessarily a problem on my end, but I doubt she appreciates being rained on in her own office. She very much does not. For now, I've turned off the intake valve so you could work in here for the rest of the day, but the ventilation's off so it's going to be very hot or very cold. Does this mean I'm out of a workspace for the foreseeable future? Just for the next few hours while I patch this up, and then again when I've got to replace the pipe, assuming our lovely captain gets the requisition order in soon. You should have your office back by the end of the day, Jamie. Until then, you can either go to the common ports and work there, or to the lab with Dr. Ramirez in turn. Or you could stay here while I work, tirelessly for your benefit. Is there going to be any lasting damage to any of my equipment? I can already tell that my notes for today are toast, but what about the rest of my stuff? Your book should be fine, and 
so should the computer terminal. Assuming the paper on your desk wasn't too vital to what you're working on today, your material should be fine. And the patch can hold for up to a month or so, so you're fine on that end too. Good. Awesome. I'm going to the lab. You know what they say. I hate to see a gal. Love to watch her leave. Get to work, Jack. I want this done before dinner. Aye, oh, aye, Captain. Good lord, he's unpleasant. I honestly think the only reason he hasn't been fired is because Panoptics can't find someone else to do the job for as cheap as he will. This is all hearsay, of course, but my source of gossip is usually good. Is your source of gossip me? You know it. Do you mind if I squat for a bit while my office gets... Uh, well, it'll still be underwater, but the water will all be back on the outside? Sure thing. Here, let me... this work for you? Perfect. Uh, 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 what in the fresh hell is that? <laughs> it's so awesome, isn't it? Like, I can't even express how jazzed I am to be elbow deep in this fish. That's a... a fish? I've literally had nightmares less viscerally horrifying than that thing. Oh my god, are those teeth? They look like potato shoots. This is like the horror movies my sister made me watch, but it's worse because it's real and I can smell it. Yeah, this is why I sweat the small stuff. Although, if it turns out that this is a species that hasn't been identified before, I get to name it. Hence the dissection. Huh. That's pretty cool, actually. Wait, do you get to name the Kraken, too? Probably, but I wouldn't call it the Kraken. I'd call it, like, Archituthis Arcanum or something, if that's not taken. That is the neatest thing. Hey, where's Hamish? Oh, he's off making eyes at his seismograph. Apparently there's been some interesting activity in the vent, and he wants to get a closer look at the data. I wasn't paying very much attention. Tisk tisk, Dr. Ramirez. Not paying attention when an expert is speaking? What would your advisor say? <laughs> He'd probably tell me to get the hell back to work. But there's something slightly more interesting than this week's silt samples in front of me right now. Are you talking about little old me? I don't know. Am I? Do, do you want to see something cool? Only if it's not another eldritch horror from the deep. <laughs> it's not. It's... A something considerably smaller, and you have to look into the microscope. Okay, I can do that. Just... like this? Yeah, uh, turn that dial. Okay, uh... Oh, wow. Oh, that's beautiful. And here, if I turn the slide a little... That's... what is it? It's a little phosphorescent nematode. They're pretty common, but... Living this deep, they apparently developed little internal lights. Here. It it just moved. <laughs> yeah, it did. I needed them to move when I wanted them to, so I recorded the sound of one of their predators and found something close. I like this one. He's big and responsive. He really, really is. Want to see another one? Hell yes. Okay, here is Joe. Or, I call him Joe. Alright, it's coming into focus. Aw, it's the cutest thing, and yet it's still kind of scary. It's like a Studio Ghibli villain, but real. Caroline would have loved this. Who's Caroline? 
Caroline? Caroline was my wife. Was? Yeah. Um, she died about nine months ago. Jesus, I'm so sorry. How did it happen? Oh, you know, dark night, semi-truck. Apparently she was gone before the car even stopped moving. God, that's... Wow. You have my condolences. Thanks. Look, she liked weird, cool-looking things like this, is my point, and she convinced me that I liked them, too. What was she like? She was an astrophysicist. Really kind. Very, very smart. I realized long before we got married that I was going to be the second great love of her life, and I couldn't even begin to compete with the stars, not with how she felt about them. But I accepted that. You know, there's a picture of her over there, actually. I brought it from my office. I didn't want it to get damaged while Jack was playing with his pipe. Uh-huh. The one in the Disney frame? Yeah, we went to Disney World a few months before she died. She was interviewing for this job postgrad at the Kennedy Center, and I'd never been, so we decided to take a few days and make a trip of it. That sounds really nice. Wait a second, those costumes that the cartoon characters wear are at least six feet. If you say so. I do say so. I grew up in Anaheim. I went to Disneyland whenever my rich friends were bored. I know how tall those things are. Okay, what's your point? Caroline is what, 5'9", 5'10"? Around there, yeah. You're 5'1", tops, but you come up higher than that, close to Caroline's eyes. Were you on stilts? What I lack in stature, I make up in spunk. Seriously, Jamie, do they give short scientists a stool? I can't look at this anymore. Joe's kind of creeping me out. (laughs) You really want to know how I was that tall? I was in platform heels. You wore heels to Disney World. I wore heels every day. I wore heels to a marathon. I mean, okay, I wasn't running in the marathon, but I did watch it for eight hours straight, and I volunteered in the recovery tent. Heels have never been a problem for me. Why don't you wear them around the station? I'm not really sure all my lovely shoes would go with this place's jumpsuit chic aesthetic. Do you have any down here? Mona, are you asking if you can see me in hooker shoes? Not that I'm objecting. I'd be happy to. I just want to know. I maybe. Hmm. Anyway, what's your family like? Uh, excuse me? Well, I told you about my spouse in the attic. What's yours? Spouse in the attic? Like in Jane Eyre? Crazy wife locked in the attic, trolls the shit out of Jane? My point is, uh, tell me more about your family. Uh, my dad runs the LAX branch of Hertz, and I haven't seen my mom since I was four years old. That's intense. Do you know where she is? She's in Cuba. I think she had pretty significant postpartum, and her mom got sick, so she went back to Cuba to take care of her. My dad didn't want me to have to give up my American citizenship, so my mom went, and we stayed. What's he like? He's funny, but only in Spanish. He works really hard, and went without a lot of the time so I could get an education. He sounds like a good guy. He is. I love him a lot. So, 
you got a boyfriend, fiance, significant other, honey bunches of oats? Jamie, I'm gay. Gay and lamentably single. There's a feeling I know. But why are you down here then instead of being up where the ladies are? Walking around in those, what do you call them? Hooker shoes? <laughs> I'm also a shockingly well-qualified marine biologist and somewhat more interested in my career than my relationships right now. And I don't know. I do all right for myself. Why did you become a marine biologist? I just think these little guys are fascinating. When I was a kid, my dad and I would go to the beach sometimes, and I sometimes watched the crabs walk across the beach. I loved their feet. They were small and scuttly. That's adorable. I can just see baby Mona laying on the beach, looking at crabs run back and forth on the sand. Sounds nice. It was. I guess I fell in love with the ocean and never really got over it. There are certainly worse things to fall in love with. Are you happy here? What do you mean? You're always asking us why we're down here. If we're, I don't know, fulfilled or something. Are you? I'm... I like being here, I guess. It's simple. You know, the things that made my life hard topside didn't go away just because I left. So, it's kind of hard to say. Hmm. Can I braid your hair? What? Yours is so much longer than mine, and I miss having long hair to play with. I... Yeah, let me go get a hairbrush. While you wash your hands. (laughs) Forget something, Doc? Jack, what are you doing?! Fixing the pipe? Thought that'd have been obvious. Why aren't you wearing a shirt? Handling pipes? It's sweaty work. The heat's off in here. Don't need heat for it to be hard. Uh, oh god. Please put your shirt back on. Please. I, I can't think about you in my office shirtless when I'm not even here. Is it? Too much for you, or something? Or something. (sighs) Only for you, Dr. Barry, will I put on a shirt. It's McMill- You know, if you're not even going to try to get my last name right, could you just call me Jamie? I thought you'd never ask. I'm- Okay, I'm getting my hairbrush, and then I'm leaving. Goodbye. Talk to you later, Jamie. Sure. And put your shirt back on. Jamie, I was just coming to find you. What can I do for you, Captain? Well, I know you blocked off this time for your research, but since your office is out of commission for the time being, I wanted to know if you'd like to take a look at the procedure for approving researchers and topics. I... Excuse me? Would you like to learn how we... or I... choose which researchers get to come down here and when? Yeah, uh, but... why are you asking me... Teaching the procedure to a new person helps me keep it fresh in my own mind, and having someone else know how to work the systems is a vital redundancy. Well, yes, but why me? Why not train up Mona or Hamish? 
Hell, why not train Jack? His whole life is down here. I'm going to be leaving in three months. Yes, you're leaving in three months. Perhaps you should see it as a learning opportunity. You can use it as a part of your research. Bureaucracy is everywhere, even on a state-of-the-art research station. In any case, I run the place and I'd like to teach you if you're willing to learn. But you still haven't answered my question. Mona could do this. Hamish could do this. Jack probably is the one who should be doing this, if his job weren't so complex already. Sydney is a, a competent person, and of everybody on board, they honestly make the most sense to be doing this job. So why are you asking me? Mona and Hamish are busy, if you'll forgive my insult, with their real jobs from their real research institutions. I'm not sure if I want Jack knowing much more about this place than he already does, not that he'd understand even the basics if I tried to teach him. And Dr. Peterson? Well, Dr. Peterson doesn't think my leadership is reliable, so I can't rely on them. That leaves you. Are you saying you're not up for the job? I'm saying that someone else needs to know how to be able to do it. Not that I can't. If you have any more questions, I can answer them on the way to my office. Sure. Let me just go get my things. I've been summoned. What? Phaedra... Phaedra wants to teach me about how research is approved on the station for some ungodly reason. Well, if the captain's calling, I suppose you have to go. I, yeah, I suppose I do. You know, uh, Mona, I punted on your question before. What? You asked me before if I was happy here, and I, I didn't answer. But, yes, I'm happy here. I like being here. It's peaceful. And I'll be honest, I didn't think I would. I really thought that I'd spend all my time down here just mourning and wondering if the entirety of the Pacific Ocean was about to come crashing down on my head. And, I mean, yeah, I've done a lot of that, but I'm also more content with my situation than I have any right to be, given what brought me here. So, yes, I'm happy. Are you? I'm... You have a red light on your shirt. It's uh, blinking. Oh, shit. My recorder is about to run out of battery. So, as you may have surmised, I forgot to charge my recorder. After I left Mona's lab, I went to Phaedra's office, and I learned that if you're not doing my kind of research, that is, talking into a microphone and reading lots of books, you have to get everything you're studying approved beforehand, and you have to do an after-action report on every experiment you run, I think I might have a better understanding of why Sydney is always so damn surly with the amount of paperwork they have to fill out every time a sub docks to the station. I still don't understand why the captain decided that I needed to know all of this, but it was interesting, I suppose. Okay, that's a lie. It was incredibly boring, but maybe it'll be useful someday or something. I was going to say something more about time and how it works, but I lost my notes when the pipe burst. I'm pretty sure I can get them back, but 
it won't be for at least a few days. I might make time a section in the paper I write when this is all over. And I'm definitely going to be talking more to Mona, and maybe even Sydney, about the ethical implications of the effect we're leaving down here. I wonder what those bioluminescent nematodes think about coming to call. In any case, I'm pretty much done with what I can do for now, so I guess that these have been the audio notes of Dr. Jamie McMillan Berry signing off. Under Pressure is a production of the Procyon Podcast Network. This episode was written by Margaret Clark and directed by Margaret Clark and Phoebe Siders. The role of Jamie McMillan Berry was played by Madison Schaefer. The role of Jack Vernon was played by Zach Valenti. The role of Captain Phaedra Aspros was played by Danielle Shamaya. And the role of Dr. Mona Ramirez was played by Thea Rogers. The show is edited by Aaron S. And our music is composed by Dominic Wright. To find out more, please visit underpressurepodcast.com or you can find us on Twitter at u underscore p underscore podcast or on Tumblr at underpressurepodcast.tumblr.com. If you'd like to support us, the show is on Patreon at patreon.com slash underpressure. Please remember to rate and review. Thank you. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish.